Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your hosts, Dr. Doug Carriger and Mrs. Stephanie Wesco. Great to be back with you folks. It's hard to believe we're on the 347th podcast and with me as always is my dear friend and and co-host Stephanie Wesco. And Stephanie, what's going on today in Indiana? Well, good morning, Doug. Um, What is going on in Indiana? Well, you know, the weather has warmed up and um, so we are loving being outside. Um, I am not loving the poison ivy I'm currently experiencing thanks to working outside yesterday but it'll it'll dry okay. up and go and so so we're we're doing well Kids not to finished. interrupt you not to interrupt you but this just hit me there's really big news for our people today so thor king thor the amazing golden retriever one of the best dogs ever has a girlfriend and uh, yeah. so i wanted to point out so now you had said something stephanie i just uh, yeah. you, you had made a statement that king I, I thor am. what was your statement <laughs> That Thor did not get a girlfriend till I got a boyfriend, and somehow I completely got the runaround. Well, God has a different plan for you, but uh, be happy for Thor. That's all I'm saying. Uh, yes. But anyway, you know, you know what's great is uh, uh, with us, there's just a, a wealth of knowledge. My dear friend, one of the few people in this world that will always be pastor to me is uh, Pastor Tony Miller, longtime pastor. Uh, Bible college dean, longtime biblical counselor, longtime friend of Jesus, uh, from Colorado, I believe. And, you bet. Uh, uh, Pastor Miller, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, I grew up in a home of poverty. I was born in Amarillo, Texas, <laughs> and uh, then we moved to Colorado at second grade, and that's where I came to know Christ at 10 and a half years of age. But my dad uh, got into a situation where he realized there maybe was a conflict in the church where I was saved, dropped out of church. I was out of church for really eight and a half years after I got saved. Wow. Stayed a babe in Christ. And then at age 19, God turned me around. He kept pursuing me, kept pursuing me. Mm-hmm. And so I thank God that he did that. And since then, it's been a wonderful life, I'll wow. tell you. Well, and it's been a wonderful blessing to have you. And so for those of you who don't know, for the last 10 years almost, I've been attending Morningside Baptist Church, and it's been my favorite since the first time I darkened the doors there, I guess about 17 or 18 years ago. I just loved listening to Pastor Miller preach, but there was another church in town that supported me. So when we moved down here, the kids were going to college, and when we moved down into the Greenville, South Carolina area, uh, I felt like God put it on my heart that this church supports you. That's where you have to go. And it, it mm. was such a it was such a burden. It was so hard. And I said, I'm not in town much, Lord. I really want to go to Morningside. I, I prayed that God would find a way to allow me to do that. Well, that first Sunday, I went to that church that supported me, and the assistant pastor came up to me and said, did you get my letter? And I said, no, sir, I didn't get your letter. And he said, we dropped your support. Oh, wow. Dear John letter. Yeah. So he and he walked away. And I'm like, praise God. We get to go to Morningside. So we were 
Uh, so we've been attending. We were there when Pastor Miller, after many, many years of faithful and loyal service, told the church he was retiring. I remember looking over at uh, a friend of mine, Bethany, who was translating for the death. I thought she was going to pass out. I mean, everybody, yeah. Pastor Miller just said, hey, there's nothing going on wrong here. I'll stick around. To then everybody kind of wanted him to stick around forever. But eventually, yeah. eventually he got paroled. But he's still at church. He's still serving, just in a different capacity. I guess everybody gets to change their uh, you know, they get to they get to get a little bit older and change the ministry up a little bit. Yeah, you start running out of gas, so you've got to taper off. And yeah, that's what I had to do. If she would have passed out if uh, that day, but if I'd have kept going, I'd have passed out. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. but anyway, it's awesome to have Pastor Miller with us and and his wisdom. And uh, certainly here in 109, a couple things that we do. First thing we do, Pastor Miller, is we have this uh, Norton knuckleheaded moment, which is a moment where we point to people and uh, or they're acting like knuckleheads and we tell people who are not knuckleheads or listen to us this is what to watch out for so you might be a knucklehead if and today it is if you're slothful in business slothful in business whether you're from new england or south however you want to say that if you cheat people in business you might be a knucklehead oh yeah (laughs) and uh, and let me tell you that's not god's work right there folks so make sure you're doing the right thing in business and and then food that's right with god so i want to say this my favorite dessert on god's green earth is debbie's creme brulee now debbie's not here she's been out of the house for a couple of days taking care of our youngest son daniel had a terrible allergic reaction and she's been having to keep him at home for the last few days but uh her creme brulee is right with god and uh <laughs> we want to go ahead and start in psalm 109 and what we're going to do today folks on this 347th podcast is we're just going to do the first five verses and we're going to ask some questions some of the questions you folks provided for pastor miller but we want to talk about what's going on so in context we believe that Psalm 109 is a Psalm of David. We think it dates mm. back. One of the cool things about Psalms is they kind of move all over the place. And it's always great to see where they're quoted in the New Testament, where different things come out, where we see them again, what they're going back to. But, you know, there's a lot of emotion in the Bible, my friends. And I'm glad about that because we live mm. in an emotional world. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of junk that goes on in this world. And there's a lot of people that uh, will say things, do things, act things. And boy, if we're not careful, they'll drive us crazy. And uh, I think, I think so we true. can see a little bit about that with David today. It says, hold not thy peace, O God of praise, for the mouth of the wicked and the mouth of the deceitful are opened against me. They have spoken against me with a lion tongue. They compass me about also with words of hatred and fought against me without a cause. For my love, they are my adversaries, but I give myself unto prayer. And they have rewarded me evil for good and hatred. Hatred. I keep on seeing that word. Such a strong word right there. And hatred for my love. Uh, Stephanie, what are you thinking when you see those first five verses? I mean, we've certainly been there. Uh, you, You know this feel. What's coming to your mind? Wow. Other than actual scenarios in life. (laughs) (laughs) I think the beautiful thing about this Psalm is obviously it's, it's David pouring out his heart to the Lord. And I think that's a beautiful thing um, to always come back to the fact that God gave us these Psalms to help remind us that he knows our frame. He remembers that we're dust Mm. and when we are in these moments of despair and 
betrayal. You know, David went through betrayal. He knew what it felt like to have people he trusted, um, people he loved turn on him, people he had invested in even mm. turn on him. And that's who our Savior is. You know, we, I think of Judas when I read this. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Jesus knows that feeling too. And that's, yeah, that's those are comforting things. So from from one of my phrases in the, in, in the newer book is, you know, the greatest hurt is church hurt, or and the, the greatest pain is family pain. And those closest to you, even though there weren't churches, there were temples, there were those people around David. And, and uh, there's many who believe David's just going through it. But I, I like what you said. You know, David went to God. You can do a couple things when people mess you over. You can, you know, start calling other people. You can testify about everything in life that you've done right. You can go, what we did in the army, I'm sad to admit this, but in the army, we would begin a justification process to eliminate the person who said something yes. about us and uh, yeah. would be telling everybody. But something that Pastor Tony Miller said about eight years ago, I was going back looking at some of the sermon notes. And I was only in on about 50 of his sermons because we travel so much. But I, I remember one statement you made, Pastor Miller. You made this statement that said, say much to God, little to man. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what David is doing here. He's going to God, not to man. He's not fighting man. He's saying, God, you fight your enemies and my enemies. And it's just like Christ committed himself to him that judges righteously. God's yeah. going to settle the account. Absolutely. And so what would you say, Pastor? I, I, I guess going to this, and if somebody's going through this right now, and certainly there's probably dozens listening to this podcast this morning, step one. Somebody gets just shredded. What do they do? Yeah, they if they're coming to you for counsel, uh, first of all, I'm going to send them to the Bible. Yeah. You know, you're going to have to get God's perspective on how to respond to this wrong. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, there are five or six books in the Bible I send people to who are being hurt or in suffering or trouble, sorrow. They've suffered loss. And that would be Psalms. Yeah. People get a lot of help out of Psalms. Yes. Job is another one. Oh, yeah. And first Peter and James in the New Testament. And you think of people being persecuted for their faith. Hebrews in the book of the New Testament, that is a great help to people who are suffering because Jesus is the example on how to handle suffering. It climaxes in chapter 12 there. Amen. So I send people to the Bible and say, here, you need to get into the scripture and find God's answer on how you should respond. But first of all, start committing to him that judges righteously. Amen. Yes, yes. Boy, that's good. And, and you know, Stephanie, you know what I was just thinking as Pastor was speaking, uh, and, and I, I think this, is, this could be potentially the most important uh, psalm we'll look at in a while. Yeah. Uh, there are people who've went to the Bible, as you know, like Pastor saying, great advice. Number one, go to the Bible. Hey, by the way, you have a pastor. You have leadership in your church. And, and folks, that's why we keep on talking about the local church. Mm -hmm. So you can go to your Pastor Miller and say, what do I do? You know, they can I, guide you. Yeah, yeah, you need, to, you need, to, you need the guide here. And, uh, uh, and the other thing is, you know, there are people who've done their due diligence. You know, they'll go to the Bible. They'll go to the individual and sit down with them. And they'll, uh, you know, the person may not be church or whatever the case and they hit that wall but in God's word for David it's not a wall right now for David it's going to God mm -hmm. 
And so I guess we got to look at things, uh, Stephanie, as there's no wall when we have God. Yeah, no, that's, that's the beauty of being able, um, to come boldly before the throne of grace. Um, when you're, when you humble yourself and I, I love in James mm. where we're, we're told to draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Yes. And that is a promise of when you are seeking the Lord, you will find him. And, um, you know, there are sometimes when, when in hindsight, I think these trials can be some of the sweetest times from a spiritual perspective because you may have no one else you can go to and know that it'll be a safe place, but the Lord Jesus, but he will always be a safe place where you can flee to, where you can pour your heart out to him and know that he really cares. He knows what it feels like to be betrayed. He knows what it feels like to be abused. Jesus was, I mean, you talk about having people mess you over. That's what the Pharisees thrived on doing was messing people over. Yeah. And so Jesus knows what this feels like. And that's, that gives a comfort and a peace that no one in the world can ever give. You know, and I, I think it's important that we recognize Psalm 109 is the last of the imprecatory mm-hmm. Psalms. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, that's a big thing, Pastor Miller. So this, you know, here we see in the Bible where David wants these folks taken out. And well, he's just praying, God, give them what they want to happen to me. That's really what this psalm does. Yeah. It's saying, if they want this, then God, you're a God that gives people what they sow, they reap. Mm. And I think that's really what he's doing. He's not saying, I'm going to do this like the army, as you were talking about. We're going to take them out. But in the army, you, you physically take people out. But in this situation, God is the one that handles it justly. Yeah. And, and, and I guess, well, I guess I, I want to go back to Pastor Miller here with this thought. And, and so he, you know, right out of the way, he's saying, I love these people. And, and you can really feel mm-hmm. a hurt in them because mm-hmm. we've all been there. You know, we've all, I, I have never met a pastor who hasn't had somebody he, he, he mentored, he took care of, he cared for, he loved. I've never met one that hasn't been stabbed by that. But, but David's building this case saying, but God, I love them. And so wouldn't this be returned hatred and they returned hatred. So wouldn't this be the same thing that our God has seen that, that Christ has seen? Oh yes. God knows this experientially. He's constantly blessing people and they turn their back on him and betray him. And and David is experiencing the same thing. I remember in uh, high school, we had senior sneak day. I don't know if you know what that was back then, but uh, the, the seniors wouldn't end up at school one day, and no one was supposed to know that. And oh, yeah, we called school. it skip day when skip I was there. Skip day? Okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I remember that. A bunch of us athletes my senior year went out. We didn't go with a regular group because we wanted to go out and shooting our guns and, yeah. and so forth. And uh, one of my best friends said, you stole my 22 shells. And I said, no, I, I don't know where your 22 shells are. Hmm. And he pulled a gun on me. And said, so uh-huh. I'm gonna shoot you. Wow. Oh yeah. And so betrayal. But we do that with God. God has been so good to us. He hasn't done us any wrong. And then we turn against him and accuse him because he, he we think he did us wrong. Wow. Now were you still friends with the dude who pulled the gun on you? 
<laughs> yeah, by the way, it's obvious he didn't shoot me that day. Or yeah. I wouldn't be here. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, but there was another friend of mine there, pulled a gun on him and said, you shoot him, I'm going to shoot you. This sounds like the Wild West, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. It does. It'd, it'd make for a lousy sneak day as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> you know, the, well, the, ne- the next morning, uh, and sad to say, some of these guys had been drinking, and the next morning he found out who had taken his shells, and, and that mm. resolved that. But our relationship was not the same. Yeah. You know, and at that time, I didn't know really what it is to forgive people yeah. and go to them and say, now, you did me wrong. We need to get this under the blood of Christ. He wasn't a Christian I wasn't living a Christian life, but, yeah. you know, we get d- deeply hurt by people. We need to go to them and say, hey, you've wronged me, but I want to put this under the blood of Christ with you. Will you make it right? And try to, you know, and folks, try. that's number one. It's Bible, baby. It's uh, Matthew 18. I mean, that's, yeah. you know, when, when I grew up and, uh, you know, and got saved and, I had an old uh, New York City pastor. He used to say, that's Bible, baby. You yeah, just got to do great. what that Bible is. <laughs> and, uh, Matthew Bible. 18, verse 15 is where you start right That's there. right. And you keep on going down through that list. And uh, Stephanie, I think this is a great time that, talking about songs. So as we came into this psalm, we talked about our song and one that Stephanie and I wrote. And uh, God meant it for good. And I think this would be a great time to go ahead and sing the first verse of that song today, if you would. Sure. Seven years dad worked so hard to marry mom from an evil uncle on a faraway farm. After trials and distrust, their marriage would go on. My mother begged God for a son. In his time, I was born. My brothers hated me and sold me on a whim. They called me dreamer. I had no value to them. I served my master and his wife, but was then falsely accused. Into prison I was thrown, my life full of abuse. You meant it for evil, but God meant it for good. You tried to hurt me, but my God let me live through years of trials and suffering. I chose to follow him. Now many will be saved a life for real life is found in him. So, you know, we, we wrote that song about the life of, uh, Joseph and, uh, you know, going in for 13 years of being sold into slavery, being thrown in a pit without even provision, water, sold to the Ishmaelites and somehow hooked to his, uh, uncle and (laughs) all those craziness. You know, there's a crazy world out there. Joseph's, uh, brothers had three different mothers. They were handmade. Just a mess. Life was a mess, but Joseph's life was a picture of grace. And uh, how God made him a prosperous man is what the Bible tells us. And 
You know what I was amazed at the other day as I was studying for this psalm? I was amazed, and uh, as we wrap up today, that, that Joseph actually named one of his sons. Wasn't it Manasseh or uh, Manassas? Manasseh. Yeah, Manasseh. And you know what that name means? One of them is, I think, uh, divided of the two boys, but I'm trying to remember the other one. The other one, it, it means forgotten. It's just forgotten. I, for, I forgot. Yeah, I forgot. <laughs> All these bad forgotten. things these people have done to me. And we know he didn't forget because he remembered his brothers when he came out. He forgave them. But you know what he did? He forgot to make this a daily issue. He forgot to make this an every hour issue. He forgot to make this an issue that would keep him out of church. He forgot to make this an issue that would keep him out of visiting friends and family. He forgot to make this an issue. And that's where we're at today. And Psalm 109, listen, we love you folks. We appreciate everything you're going. We're going to keep on cranking along. We still have Pastor Miller with us. Uh, We certainly do love you. And, you know, maybe it's time to forget. I mean, do the things that Pastor said. He's 100% right on. Get in the Word of God. Uh, study your Psalms. Study your Proverbs. Study James. Study First Peter and, and, and things of that nature. But folks, also do what Matthew 18 says. It's Bible, baby. Listen, have a great day. Look for us on Help for Wounded Spirits. Thank you so much. May God bless you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart, that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. Doug and Stephanie, thank you for listening today. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry visit us at woundedspirits.com.